thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you guys are here. I am your host, Winnie, and I would like to deeply welcome you guys to my podcast, Yin Cha, where we drink tea and we chit chat. In this podcast, I'm going to share my life experiences, beliefs, and values of the Chinese culture. The biggest problem was being different. Growing up, I was bullied for being Asian, my skin color, and how I looked. These kids said all kinds of racist comments and stereotypes, but I ignored them. It wasn't until I matured that I began to appreciate my Chinese roots and my cultural heritage. So you might be wondering, well, what gives me the right to teach this? I have studied Chinese for 10 years, allowing me to gain knowledge about the origin, literature, philosophy, and history of one of the world's oldest civilizations. Moving forward, as we get to know each other, we drink tea, I want you guys to know that there are three important pillars that my podcast follows. Honesty, appreciation of others' culture, and inclusivity for all. If you are interested in a challenge, then what I would like for you to do is take a risk today. Whether that is trying a new food for the first time or learning about a new culture, be curious, my friends, and have an open mind to new experiences. I invite you to leave your comfort zone and enter your growth zone. Grab your tea ready. I have a cup waiting for you. Let me know if it tastes good. And let's go. Today's proverb of the day is 三四而行. Think thrice, not twice, thrice before acting on it. Look before you leap. We often make choices or decisions immediately. As humans, we do it in post-decisions. Think thrice before you act on it. Think about the pros, the cons. Write it down because you never want to experience something and be like, why didn't I think on it before I acted on it? Let's get on to today's episode. I wanted to share with you guys Chinese mythology. It's something that I'm recently looking into, finding my roots, where I come from, my religion. A lot of research, but it's interesting. So in the Chinese culture, there are many myths and stories. In fact, China has one of the longest records of myths, some of them as far back as 4,000 years ago. In today's episode, we are going to be diving into some of the myths, why they were part of the ancient Chinese history, from emperors, mythical creatures, dragons. Before we begin, I would like to pose a question. What is mythology? Mythology is a collection of myths or stories connected to a certain culture, religion, country, history, about a certain group of people. Usually, these myths or tales are about important people, usually past ancestors and past success, hence why it's called history ancient history. They often involve religion and guide intertwined with people, where there are supernatural occurrences like mythical creatures. In Chinese mythology, there were three powerful demigods, or what we call heavenly sovereigns. 
who brought peace and prosperity to the land, and they were ruled long before the first ever Chinese dynasty. The first two mythical emperors, or Chinese rulers, they were actually related. The Chinese myth begins with two mythical emperors, Fu Xi and Nu Wa. They were brothers and sisters, but they were the only survivors of a great flood. They were intelligent and are said to have invented fishing, hunting, with the use of a compass and a ruler. As knowledge began to spread, the Chinese began to understand the universe, the sun, the moon. They also had the power to have made Chinese people from yellow clay with divine assistance as Fu Xi was known as the original god. Nu Wa, the sister, helped repair the wall of heaven with a round compass. Fu Xi, on the other hand, represented the earth with a square ruler. And so on painting, you will see a round compass and also the square ruler. In addition, there's also elements of the yin-yang. Fu Xi is the yang and Nu Wa, female, is the yin. The sun is on the top and the moon is on the bottom. And there's also constellations surrounding representing the sun, the stars, the moon. The other demigod is Shen Nong. His literal name is Divine Farmer. So he was a founder of agriculture. He was the one responsible for bringing farming practices to the Chinese people. He brought along important inventions like the axe, well, the hoe, and the man-made water systems that helped water the fields, what we now call the irrigation systems. Not only that, he was also the founder of traditional Chinese medicine. It was said that he experimented with 365 different types of plants as he was concerned for the health of his village. He was unique because he was born with two horns on the top of his head and a transparent stomach which allowed him to try out the herbs and as you can imagine not all plants are safe to eat and so he categorized the plants into three categories good the non-toxic the edible medium mild ill effects but great for medicinal use and then there's also plants that are toxic poisoning poison ivy these are the plants that you obviously cannot consume or use for medicinal use. Like all gods, they shared their findings with neighbors. He shared what herbs were good, what herbs are not. And he taught them how to farm so that they would have nutritious food and be able to learn how to grow and how to sustain themselves. The villagers were then able to share this knowledge because knowledge spreads. All of this knowledge is now being shared to another neighbor. That neighbor is then sharing it to another neighbor and so on and so forth. After the demigods, or divine gods, there were five legendary emperors. The Yellow Emperor, Emperor Zhuanzu, Emperor Ku, Emperor Yao, and Emperor Shen. Among the five, the most famous was the Yellow Emperor, because he ruled for a hundred years in what was said to be the Golden Age, introducing systems of government, law, agriculture. More importantly, the Yellow Emperor has four faces facing in four directions. This allowed him to see what is happening to the world. He was able to communicate directly with the gods with prayers and with sacrifices. When he had lived for over a hundred years, it was believed that the Yellow Emperor turned into a half-man and half-dragon flying to heaven. Today, we often associate the dragon as a symbol of the Emperor, as a symbol of divinity. So with this in mind, I would like to pose a question. What is the first thing that comes into your mind when you think of dragons? Did you associate dragons with evil and destruction? 
This is because in the Western culture, dragons are often seen as fiery and destructive creatures. To give an example, in a recent movie I was watching, Shrek, one of the villains was a red dry green eyes. She was in charge of keeping Princess Fiona in her castle devouring any knights who have tried to save her. Later in the movie, she becomes a friend of Shrek, but it's interesting why the dragon is depicted in Western culture as an evil creature that needs to be assassinated. This is the opposite within the Chinese culture. The Chinese dragon is regarded as one of the most important mythical creatures of good luck and success. In fact, only the emperors were allowed to wear clothes that had dragons as it brings good luck and good wealth. Dragons were also in gold jewelry, artwork dating back to 4500 to 3500 BC. Dragons not only had the powers of flying the sky, but they can also control the weather, the storms, tornadoes, ocean currents, floods. As we begin to learn more about dragons, in the Chinese culture, the dragon has been a symbol of success, good luck, and good fortune. Among the 12 Chinese zodiacs, dragon is the one that everyone would like to be. Dragons are the free spirits of the zodiac. Dragons are powerful and are also said to be the master of the element, water. Dragons have good strength, are good protectors. You see that it's incorporated into the yin-yang. To piggyback on the previous episode, dragons are placed on the yang, attributing to traits such as success, honor, and excitement. On the other side is the tiger. The tiger has intentions and a purpose, but more importantly, it is patient. In nature, we often see this, a tiger will patiently stalk and wait for its prey. It also has good strength and power, but it is also unpredictable. Tigers can overpower its prey with deadly force as it does not give up a fight. And so, tigers are placed on the yin side, attributing to traits such as patience, courageous, and daring. It is important to note that while these two animals are very different, they actually serve a similar purpose. It is said that they are fighters who have come to save this earth and protect humans from dangers. Both creatures complement each other, and as you can imagine, they like the yin and the yang create a perfect balance. This explains why it's often used in the yin and the yang. So to wrap this episode up, I just wanted to share some Chinese mythologies of what I learned past history. Although the events were a long time ago, it is still interesting because it also gives us a different perspective. In Western culture, the dragon is seen as a scary creature that is to be found and slayed. Yet in the Chinese culture, this dragon is seen as divine, divine beast. Dragons deliver good fortune and abundance of luck. Thus, they are respected and admired creatures. Dragons follow the yin-yang energies and is seen as a balancing force. Let me know in the comments what you think and I would love to hear. With that said, I'll see you on the other side.